You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. I love this music. It's so, like, mm, it just yeah. gets you energized, right? Like, to prepare for battle. Yeah. It's awesome. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Clark, joined by... I am the other host, John Clark. John Clark, yes. yes. And if you hear that music, it means it is time for Honor Our Fathers segment. And, you know, I just really love this segment. This is just a side note, but I love this segment because I think our priests sometimes go unappreciated in all the work that they do. You know, the battle music, right? They're, go- they're going out to battle every day. They're on the front lines and the attacks that they face are just immense. And so we really appreciate our priests. And if you're a priest listening right now, thank you for your priesthood. Thank you for answering the call to serve the Lord in this way. And so that is part of why Real Presence Radio began the Honor Our Fathers segment, because we want to recognize a priest each week for their great service to our church. And today's Honor Our Fathers segment on Real Presence Radio is brought to you in part by West Dakota Oil, located at 604 East Broadway Street in Dickinson, They can be reached by calling 701-225-4292. So, who are we honoring today, We are going to honor today Father Tom Anderson from St. Benedict's Catholic Church in Yankton, South Dakota. Sioux Falls Diocese, I believe, correct? Yes, Sioux Falls. That's fantastic. Um, Carol, who nominated him, says he's awesome, prayerful, encouraging, energetic addition to our parish. That is the definition of a good shepherd. Yeah. I mean, it's short and sweet to the point, but it really exemplifies who he is as a priest. You know, prayerful, encouraging, energetic. Uh, We really appreciate it. So we're going to send Father Tom Anderson and his staff, should he choose to share, (laughs) a dozen donuts. And and we're just really excited to be able to share those with him and, and thank him for his service. And so today's Honor Our Father segment was brought to you in part by West Dakota Oil, located at 604 East Broadway Street in Dickinson. They can be reached by calling 701-225-4292. And if you would like to honor your father, your priest, your favorite priest, you can visit our website, realpresenceradio.com, and honor them there. The the thing I like about this is the Facebook posts on Real Presence of the picture of the priest with his donuts. Yeah. <laughs> just like overjoyed. <laughs> just absolutely love it. One time, Father Jim Cheney, he's the, the chaplain at the Newman Center in Fargo. <laughs> he had a picture where he was just like so excited. Like his face was excited. He was holding up the donuts. It was just fantastic. They were all there still, I suppose? Uh, they were all there, yes. But I bet they were not there for long. No, not at all. <laughs> so um, another... Very uh, happy moment. Yes. Bittersweet, in a sense, happy and sad, uh, is the uh, I Lift Up My Eyes concert at St. San and Joachim okay. this Sunday, 7 p.m. Our choir director is retiring, Cindy Hoselton. She's been with us for 14 years. And is that St. San and Joachim in Fargo? And it's at St. San and Joachim. There'll be horns and bells and strings and all sorts of uh, prayerful music. It is a, uh, it's, it's prayerful in the true sense of the word. Uh, you're going to have uh, 
the lyrics to the songs available. So as uh, you as you listen to the concert, you're going to be able to pray the piece with the choir and all that are there. It's going to be a very spiritual and entertaining. Some of the, the best music. It's songs that will get into your mind and you'll be humming them. We're practicing a song, uh, Psalm 150. And it's been in my mind since Wednesday. I can't get it out. And it's just a little prayer as you go along your day. So everybody, please um, consider joining, uh, joining us there. Consider coming and listening and saying farewell to Cindy, who has been um, remarkably uh, instrumental in my faith life, to watch her direct our choir before, uh, before beginning a song. She'll put her hands together and say, pray this piece. And it's, it's so amazing, the tone that gets taken and the, the, the difference between singing and praying. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been a part of the choir, John? Since its beginning. So. Since its beginning. So talk about just the, the impact and, and the growth of the choir with Cindy over the 14 years. A lot of the people that visit our church and hear our choir are amazed at the numbers. I believe when Cindy first started, there were as many as 72. That still might be the number, uh, which is pretty remarkable wow. in, the, you know, in, the, in the churches around the area, for sure. Uh, but um, I remember when we began, we were uh, in the gathering space, and we wore robes. And I got to tell you, Brandon, those robes were the hottest things ever. I mean, they, they would burn you up so bad. So you're singing, and it's, it's, it's just probably one of the happiest days when we decided not to wear robes anymore. <laughs> That's great, yeah. You know, and, and I think it's, there's something about beautiful music, right? When, when you are worshiping at Mass, there's something about, you know, the, the chant and the, and the atmosphere um, and just the overall impact of, of the music and the worship. I wonder if you can speak to that a little bit. The impact of the music and worship, I believe that the motivation has to be for us. It needs to be sing your best to God and to Jesus and try to gather the congregation in to it. So our motivation is to do just that. Um, Cindy says that uh, we're a good choir. We want to be a great choir. Right. And that's the reason why. It's not for our own edification, not for our own, you know, applause, applause at the end of uh, Mass, just not, uh, it's not the reason for doing it. Yeah. And I think there's something so beautiful as somebody sitting in the pew listening to the choir, right? It's, it's something that when you, when you hear music like that, it just, it uplifts your soul. It, it, it directs you to a higher place, right? It directs you upward when you are, when you're listening to that music and you're reflecting and you're praying with it. And it's really, I think what helps make worship powerful is, is the music. You know, if you, mass in itself is beautiful, right? Um, when, when you, when you don't have music, the mass is still beautiful, but there's something about adding music to the liturgy that is just it's really hard to describe in, in what it does. And, and sometimes, uh, maybe you've experienced it, uh, it, it can be an emotional experience of, of just listening to the beautiful harmonies and, and the melodies and how everything just comes together. 
Exactly. And one of the things that makes it more real than ever is with the recent pandemic when church wasn't church or church was church, but we were watching it on the TV and yeah. we couldn't sing the parts. And, um, that really struck me, uh, because now that we're back and we're all together, it's incredibly prayerful. And oftentimes there's a dry eye in the choir because of the, the spiritual and the, the, the touching of our souls by singing it and offering it to God. Yeah. Do you think it's easy to, you know, I found this too when, when the church is closed for COVID. Um, do you think it was easy to take advantage of what we had and, and not really appreciate what we had and, until we, we lost it for a time? I believe so. I also realized how weak I am because where my family and I would watch the, the cathedral, the massive cathedral, uh, suddenly a cup of coffee would be next to me instead of fully fully focusing. Mm-hmm. And then I found myself not going to kneel or my grandson was running around in, in the kitchen. So I'm going to leave mass and run around and get him. And it was, um, I really took the mass for granted. So I'm just so, so grateful that we're back. Yeah. Talk about that moment. You guys came back as a choir. What was that Sunday like? Oh, <laughs> well, I know from, I can only speak for myself. Um, but I, I got to tell you, um, one of the things that kind of turns the faucets on in the eyes is when our choir director is touched. So we know that we touched her and we touched a lot of people. And that was, uh, was very, uh, very emotional. I yeah. just, you know, it's, it, we'd be drawn to tears with uh, the sincerity of our song. And when we get done with mass, we're, I was just, just joyful. It's just a different, different step. So yeah, there's, it's, um, Getting back together for the first time was something very special. That's wonderful. And, and you know, a lot of this, as you mentioned um, in your own journey and, and what you're able to speak about now, has come under the direction of, of Cindy and, and the way she approaches music. And there is a, a, a final concert for her coming up because she's going to be retiring after four, 14 years. Um, can you just talk a little more about that? It's an hour-long uh, hour long concert. Like I said, there'll be instruments, there'll be uh, the, the orchestra per se, and the, uh, Patrick McGuire's bell choir will be there to help celebrate as well. The, uh, there'll be a uh, uh, reception afterwards. And we, I really wanted to get the word out, and we all want to get the word out, because I think that what Cindy's been able to do with our choir as music director and as uh, you know, the, the uh, music director for the church is amazing. Uh, I think that um, she's a she's a very special lady. <clears throat> mm-hmm. <laughs> and what about the details of that concert? One more time. Seven o'clock at Saint Anna Joachim Church. Like I said, it's going to be about an hour. We're going to have to um, all site all types of music. Um, we'll do acapella music. We'll do, uh, like I said, orchestrated music. Music with the bells uh, should be very nice. We'll be. We right in the front, right in the front. So we'll, some, we have to have some up in the choir loft because the organ is there, mm-hmm. but the rest will be down front. So excellent. That's this Sunday, this coming Sunday, May second, at Saint Anne and Joachim in Fargo. If you can, please try to come out both to enjoy music and to celebrate the work that Cindy has done over the years in the Saint Anne and Joachim to to build a beautiful choir uh, and produce beautiful music for our Lord.
All right, we do have to head to a break here. And when we continue on the other side, we're going to be talking about a show that is, I mean, I, it's got to be one of the hottest shows uh, when it comes to what Catholics are watching, what Protestants are watching. It is just, it's caught fire. And now there's a season two out. It's called The Chosen. If you haven't seen it, we'll talk about why you need to see it and how it can actually help you even grow in your prayer life as you see the Gospels come to life. This and much more when we return on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. What about when life takes unexpected turns? Change can be exciting or terrifying. Life is full of challenges. What defines our lives is how we step into opportunities or stand and face our fears. Uncertainty, no matter the reason, can trigger anxiety. At times, we can feel desperately alone. Yet the one who formed us knew we would experience these seasons. He desires relationship with us. He can provide exactly what we need, if we ask. The prophet Joel said, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Written by Alison Updahl. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. We are back with Real Presence Live. Thanks for staying with us. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark. Glad to be joined by... Uncle John. Uncle John. And if you have missed any of the show this morning, I really want to encourage you to check out the podcast. It'll be up later today because Eli is so good and so fast about getting those up. And, uh, and so we will, uh, we'll have those up later today. And, you know, we've had a really good first hour. We, we, we talked about some sensitive subjects uh, as far as betrayal and infidelity when it comes to pornography and sexual behavior. Uh, and then we also had a story of a gentleman, Bill Johnson, who shared how pornography impacted his life. And those were some sensitive topics. It's that good to talk about, too. I mean, we really need to know that there are, there are things out there that we can't put under the rug. Exactly. We really need to bring it to this nature because people are suffering. Right, exactly. And there's a way 
as Bill explained, is a way to, you know, to battle it. Yeah, absolutely. And so I do want to encourage you to check out those podcasts because they are very important. And, um, you know, if you're struggling out there too, whether you're the one who's been betrayed or you're struggling with pornography, they could be some, some really good insight into um, helping you begin the journey to freedom as well. So we teased before the break that we were going to be talking about a show that is really just, I, I mean, it's just blowing up. It is, it's got such a following. It's totally crowdfunded, I will say. And they have produced a must, uh, enough money to not only make the first season, but they have now produced a second season and are releasing episodes now in the second season. What are we talking about? We're talking about The Chosen. And if you haven't heard about The Chosen, you need to check it out. You need to look it up. They, they have an app, The Chosen app. You can see the episodes, I believe, on YouTube. YouTube for the time being, but they're going to stop. They're going to stop broadcasting. You'll have to download the app, which is, it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. So, John, what is The Chosen? What are we we talking about? Well, Chosen is a a show about the the Gospels. And it brings it to life um, visually. In other words, if we've we've all read a lot of the, so far all the episodes are really been, they're knowledgeable of Wedding at Cana, um, the... the, uh, the children coming to him and things such yeah. as that. And it really just opens it up. It gives the Gospels a even more personal uh, life to it. So you see Jesus praying and, going, and, and Jesus is praying right after he just played around with these kids and made, you know, goofed around with the apostles and there's humor involved. So it, it really brings the, the Gospel stories to life in a, in a way that helps you understand it more, actually. Yeah. And I, you know, I've only seen the first season. I haven't seen any of the second season yet. However, that first season was just, it changed, it changed the way I looked at the gospels. I'm a very visual person, so I can read, um, and I have a bit of an imagination so I can, I can put myself in the gospel story, right? But only to a small degree versus when I see it on screen, it really comes to life for me. So I think, I think about like the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary, right? Before I saw the Passion of Christ, mm-hmm. I, I I could only enter a little bit into those sorrowful mysteries. Once I saw the Passion, my meditation on the sorrowful mysteries have been so deep and so powerful because I can truly enter. Well, I can't feel it, but but I can enter into that agony as he was going through it in the garden, in the scourging, in the crowning of thorns, and the crucifixion. And there's a similar thing happening here for me with the chosen. When when I when I see the wedding feast at Cana come to life, and that interaction between Jesus and Mary, I mean, I haven't bawled, but I've cried quite a bit in in watching that those beautiful interactions, those beautiful relationships come to life. I think that uh, one of the things that strikes me too, Brandon, is how each of the apostles, how they were gathered. And what they're, uh, how they're portrayed. So, so, for example, Matthew is a tax collector. Yep. He's very, very well with numbers. He's got it very, very particular. And they build and deepen their, their character. So, you know, oh, okay, Matthew, that's why he, there was a joke on, in one of the episodes, possibly true, maybe not, about how Matthew, he's going to take care of all the details as far as the genealogy. So, when the others are writing the gospel, I don't leave that to <laughs> Matthew because he, he was so particular, you know. Yeah. James, who's, uh, he's got, 
uh, you know, certain physical challenges he's working with. And by the way, the actor that actually plays James actually has that. He's not he's not limping like that because it's in the script. He oh, actually wow. has a small degree, or minor degree of multiple sclerosis and so mm. forth. So, but and and uh, you know, the pride that Peter has it, it it just brings it out in a really really neat way. You can really identify um, John and James, uh, John John and Andrew, John and one of the brothers, Sons of Thunder. Andrew. Andrew, yeah, yeah. And how they bicker back and forth at each other. Yep. It's, it's pretty neat. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that, as a married man, I appreciate, which, okay, it's funny. So you read the Gospels and you hear about Peter's mother-in-law, right? But I never put two and two together that Peter was married <laughs> until I saw The Chosen. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's married. And one of the things I really appreciate is is the interaction of Peter and his wife. And, and further to the importance that Jesus takes on Peter being able to be there for his wife yes. while being, being involved in ministry. Exactly. And, and you know, they're fishermen, and which I find fascinating because to see what they've become when really they were really worried about getting a fish, the catch of the fish. And when they were called to see how they were called. Again, like you mentioned earlier, you know, how you, you have an image in your mind how it is. And then when you actually see it played out, whether that was the exact way or not really doesn't matter. But it does give you something that now when I hear that gospel again, or I hear that, you know, the reading again, I'm going to be able to, uh, that vision will come to mind. Yeah. It'll come to mind. Yeah. And I think many of us listening have also heard a call of sorts from Jesus. You know, uh, when I, I think about the, the calling of Matthew, right? So Matthew's sitting at the tax collector stand and... Jesus is walking by with the apostles. This is, this is a scene in The Chosen. And he turns to Matthew and looks him in the eye and says, Matthew, son of Alphaeus, I believe it is, um, follow me. And Matthew's like stunned. Yeah. He doesn't, he's like, he points to himself, me? And Jesus says, yes, you. And he just, eye contact the whole time. Jesus is just staring him in the eyes. But those eyes are so powerful so it's like he's looking into his soul and says i know who you are but i still love you right right that, and that's so true again brings it to life right yeah and i think what's what's really interesting about this is that uh the the director and co-writer is um he's he's a protestant yeah. You know, evangelical, evangelical. And so what we see with this chosen is that this is reaching audiences all of all denominations, which is really amazing because I think it speaks to the, the church universal, right? And, and the followers of Christ and how we are all called to follow Jesus. No matter where we're coming from, what the state of life, whether we're a fisherman or tax collector or addicted to pornography or, or struggling with, with things of, of this world, right? Of, the, of this culture that we face today. We're all called to follow Jesus. It really shows the imperfection of the apostles and the people around Jesus that we're imperfect too. And so, and yet the apostles are following him, teacher, they, they want to learn. There was one line that says, I don't know why I'm here. I just know I'm going to be different. I don't know how. Teacher is going to make me different. 
almost in anticipation saying, well, please tell me what I'm going to be. Why am, why am I following you? Why do you want me to follow you? He doesn't ever say, you know, Brandon, this is why you're following me. But you follow him yeah. because he's going to make you what you are. And so you have to trust in him. And what I like to see about, you know, as, as, as the apostles, as he's gathering the apostles and they're following him, they're just average guys. Yeah. You know, they're wondering what they're going to eat, you know, and they're, where are we going? And, you know, looking at the map, should we take this way or should we take, I, I mean, they literally are relying on Jesus for everything, which I think is a great example um, and something that I need to pray more about and reflect more on of Jesus can provide everything we need. You know, I think sometimes we get caught up in Americanism, right? Of we need to do it all ourselves and, and go out and, and make a name for ourselves and do stuff like this. But, but really what we need is we need to leave it all behind in a way. Obviously there's responsibilities we have if we're married and have kids. Um, but to trust Jesus to provide everything we need and he's going to lead us on the journey and he's going to lead us to perfect places and perfect situations and everything that, that we need for our holiness. You know, that's, that's exactly right, Brandon. I can't tell you how often lately in my faith journey where I've got to the point where I've tried to control everything, every element, every aspect of everything I do, and I run into a wall. Inevitably, I run into a wall. And you know what gets me by that wall? I just turn it over to Jesus. I just say, Lord, I trust in you. Every day at 3 o'clock, Jesus, I trust in you because I trust in him to, to, to bring me to the end of the day. Uh, and when I turn it over to Jesus, then uh, another scale falls off, you know? It just seems to move forward. But my stubbornness, until I hit that wall, a lot of times I don't, I don't turn it over. And, right. that's, and that's something that I'll probably struggle with the rest of my life. <laughs> so yeah. Learn to do that sooner. And we can see that lived out in Peter, right? Right. You know, and uh, in, in the series, he's, he basically hits rock bottom. Uh, and he has nothing, nothing else left. And so... That's where Jesus encounters him, and we won't talk about that. I mean, you know it from the gospel, but, but the encounter is just beautiful. So, if you haven't seen The Chosen, I really encourage you, check it out. You know, it's, it's, I believe it's free. You can, it's, it's crowdfunded, but it's, it's your option of whether you want to add to help fund it. Correct, it is. And I will tell you, after seeing season one, when season two wasn't released yet, or even made for that matter, boy, I'll tell you what, the, it was just was the anticipation for season two was just so great because season one just impacted me so, so much. I wanted, I wanted more. I just right. wanted to learn more. And you brought up a great point. You know, one of the number one podcasts right now is Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in a Year. And The Chosen has gotten a huge millions and millions of people following. I mean, people are thirsting for this. This is what people have been waiting for, something wholesome, something that can really lead them closer to the Lord. And so, again, if you haven't seen it, please check out The Chosen. There's actually a study guide that goes along with it. We just learned about it. In fact, my wife just ordered it. And so we're gathering, um, our Lenten study group is gathering to watch The Chosen, and then we're going to engage in the the, uh, study guide as well. That's awesome. So, again, I encourage you to check it out. You can download the app and and start watching it, uh, and then let us know what you think. Uh, We'd love to hear your feedback. I know how it's all impacted me and, and how John... As mentioned, it's impacted him. Um, We think it can impact you as well. Well, we do have to head to a break. Up next, they're raising 300 chickens, turkeys, and geese for a special cause. 
We'll meet this family and find out what they're raising it for on the other side of this break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.